We are on Sermon 10 of our God's family, God's kingdom family agenda. Today we'll be starting to read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Reading out of the New American Standard, it will be set before you on your screen. It's a scripture that describes the problems that um, we are in. Um, if I was thinking, I would have switched over to the King James, but we'll, we'll stick with the N.A. As, as we um, read, I may switch over, but just follow my trend of thought. Amen? Amen. Follow my trend of thought. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, I have you and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. In toll, you will eat of it all the days of your life. But thorns and thistles, it shall grow for you. And you shall eat the field from the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you will eat bread. In other words, what he's saying is anything good is now going to be hard. Turn to your neighbor and says, life is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. You didn't know that's what it said. That's what he's saying. He is saying, because of what you did, what I had planned for you, you chose not that. And now you have made a choice where all of life, everything in life, is now going to be hard. To produce anything good, to walk in any blessing I have for you, now it's going to be hard. It's not my curse on you, but what you did was you rejected what I had. And you brought in the kingdom of Satan. And to get what I have for you, it's going to be hard. Oh. He said, now childbirth is going to be hard because that's the world you're bringing your child in. It's not what I intended, it's what you chose. (laughs) Now know that every decision you make from now on is a choice between blessing and curse. Read on. 
because from it, he says, he says, and you will return to the ground. Listen, what God is pronouncing is not the way it was supposed to be. This is not God cursing man. This is God saying, this is what you have done. You have brought this on yourself. I gave you life and you chose death. From the dust I made your physical body and now to the dust your body will return. Adam, Eve, this is what you have Amen. Amen. The subject matter I want to deal with this morning is simply choose life. Turn to your neighbor and say, choose life. Choose life. By all means, choose life. Father, as I... um, Attempt to show forth what you have shown me. Move Tracy out the way. Allow there to be clarity of thinking, clarity of speaking. Allow me to break it down to a level that we see it. We understand it. Father, um, in the midst of this, let us see your heart and the excellency of your plan. Let us see what Adam did and even what we still do today. Lord, let it bring us to a place where we decide today and in every decision we make, we choose life. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I told the 8 o'clock this morning, I said, I'm not fussing. I'm really not fussing. I'm really not fussing. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, he's not fussing. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But, 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 but listen to me. But I am passionate about the truth when God shows me truth because I see where we have missed it. Listen, what's, listen to me. I see where we have been deceived by Satan. And I'm tired of Satan making a mockery of us. Listen, God's truth is to show us so we can walk in what God has for us. And what I see in, in our lives, when I say our lives, and I mean Christian's life, that we keep choosing the curse Instead of the blessing. And part of it is, 
we don't really understand. We, we really don't get it that we are walking in ignorance. And a lot of times, many of us, I hate to say this, we, we really say, leave me alone. I want to stay in ignorance. Now, you can be saved and, and miss all that God has for you because you don't, we don't understand the world that we're in. We don't understand that there is no in-between, that, that even in, in every decision that we make, there are spiritual implications. And listen, and you can be as saved yes, as you want to be, but yet living in a cursed situation. I, just, 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 just God showing me, I, I begin to realize that, that many times it's not that Satan imposed something on us. All he did was make us have another mind, and we did other than what God told us to do, and the repercussion. Yes, sir. And then when the repercussion hit, we sitting there mad at God because he didn't bless our decision that we made that was opposite what he wanted. How can I say this? The word is showing me that Adam and Eve made a world of pain and they made it themselves. And my question to God was, Lord, are we doing the same thing? Lord, are, are, are we missing it just? And, 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 and as I peruse through the, the nation of Israel, I see this recurring theme that God lays out before them. You will find it in Deuteronomy 30. And he says to them, he says, I have laid before you, or what is set before you is, is, is blessing and curse. And what he's saying is, you now have the ability to choose. I want you to choose blessing. But if you don't trust my heart towards you, when you choose other than me, you are choosing a curse. You know, sometimes, um, maybe it's just me. I wish that I could place my relation with, with, with God in a box and I could carry around the box. And when I want God, I can beep. Hold on, hold on. Now walk, walk, walk with me. Because as long as I got him in a box, he won't mess with all the other areas in my life. Then when I need him, I can go to my box, pull him out, because I realize that the areas that I was trying to keep him out of, I now need him in that area. So I take a little dab of Jesus. After we done messed him up, we go pray, and we want to take a little bit dab of Jesus. And, and the problem is, is that 
that, that when we don't allow the principles of God's word to rule our attitude, our decisions, when we, watch this, watch this, watch this, when, when, I, when you and I choose other than what we know to choose, it, it, we don't choose it in a, in a, in a vacuum. We choose it in a spiritual world where, where if I don't choose God's blessing, I now have chosen the devil's curse. Amen. My brother and sister, I hate to tell you this, whether you make a choice or not, you are living between two kingdoms and every decision you make is coming from one source or the other. Can, can I break it down a little bit more? Listen, 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 listen. I can't ask God to bless what I don't choose him to bless. And when I have gone outside of where he told me to go, once the mess start, I can't ask him to, to bless it. I chose, you know, how can I say it? Which means then that, that, that I, you and I need God in every decision. Lean not onto your own understanding. You know, you know what? Yeah, y'all know this proverb. Y'all know proverb. Y'all know proverb three, five. Lean not in your own understanding. Matter of fact, before that, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know what the problem is? We're not trusting God to direct our lives. And what we don't understand is when Adam and Eve disobeyed, it was their kingdom. When they disobeyed, they gave this world to Satan and he has set up his kingdom. <laughs> Why do you think Jesus says, you are in the world, but you're not of the world? You know what he's talking about? Kingdom. This world is now in Satan's sway, and his kingdom is operating. Do you want to know what his kingdom agenda is? John 10, 10. Kill. Steal. Yeah, how can I say this? I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna say this. As a Christian, I have to let him in. He just now he may tempt me, he may throw hard times away, but 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 in my decision making, he can't make me to choose wrong. He can't make me to choose to have a nasty attitude. He can't make me to, to drive my own car because I think I know what I'm... You know, I think that part of the reason, Otis, is that we don't understand we're fighting against spiritual beings. We think that my decision is just my decision. But, 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 but what, I, what I realize is what I thought was fun 
has now become my bondage. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I was talking to somebody, and they said, you know, I had to take a fast off of social media. I said, huh? They said, because I realized I was addicted to just rolling on and finding out what is happening in other people's lives. Uh, I'm stepping on toes. Just say, ouch, and go on. I'm addicted because I want to see, you know what? No one is going to show you everything. They're going to show you living a life. But they're not going to show you on the side of the bed in depression, ready to commit suicide. So, so, we, so, 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 we, so we are addicted to a life that's not even real. But it don't have to be that. It can be anything because, because Satan, Satan don't tell you he's Satan. Matter of fact, if you're not careful, there's a whole lot of Christians that don't even believe that Satan is real. And guess what? Whether you believe he's real or not, he's real. And if you don't want to, you know, and some of us are so scared to talk about it because we don't know the power that we got. But when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, when you know that the devil's already defeated, you're not afraid. But, but, but you got to know how to operate. Watch this, 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 watch this. When God set up his kingdom, Satan made a move and made Adam and Eve choose to disobey and his kingdom of rebellion was ushered in. Hold on. God made a move and started giving the proclamation of his word to give direction on how to navigate in this world system that is working against us. You know what the problem is that is? Sometimes we just don't want to do it God's way. Here he is talking to the children of Israel and he's saying to them, listen, before you are set to things, this is the way it, it is. There's, 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 there's blessings, there are curves. Then in that same verse in Deuteronomy 30, he says, there's life, there's death. Now hold on, what he's saying is, is that Satan has set up a kingdom in your world. Let me say that again. Some of y'all have already dazed out on me. And I'm trying to save your life. 
because we are really talking about your life. We're talking about my life. Your, see, how can I say that? That I have some experiences in life that I can't even explain to y'all or tell y'all. But when I came out of it, I brought some things from the demonic world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I brought some information. Uh-huh. Because there's some things you got to go through in order to understand what I'm talking about. But what's it? Because I don't want you to go through or, or to allow Satan to take any more from you than he has already taken. I think it's time for us as Christians to rise up and be all that God has called us to be. But it's going to take us to, to make better decisions and trust God at his word and know that God will work it out. See, see Satan will, will give you instant gratification. Oh yes, he will. But at the end of the day, he's trying to trap you till what you thought you was in control of is now controlling you. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? Do I have any testimony in the house? See, see, when you try to walk away, you find out you can't. Samson, come here. Samson had a lap problem. He laid his head in too many Well, hold on, hold on. Before he got to the wrong lap, there was too many laps. He don't start you with the problem. He starts you with the good time. So, so, so after a while, you get up and say, then nothing happened. So, so you go lying. Because watch this. The death is on the inside. For Christians, it's not separation, but it becomes delusion. Your moral compass and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Bible says, Philippians says, that the Holy Spirit acts like a referee. It comes in, oh, blowing a whistle. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the more you indulge in that which you know you shouldn't indulge, you quit hearing the whistle. The more you engage it, the more the warning you don't even hear. How can I, I, I got an example. You know, if you don't take the trash out, you walk in the kitchen and say, it stinks up in here. I take it out later. And you sit there in that stinking smell and you don't even smell it. You know what has happened? You have adapted to the situation. When you play with Satan and don't kick him out immediately. Don't kick out the stuff. And we play with this thing. And, and, and it's stinking and we don't even know it's stinking. The problem is 
the stink begins to get inside of us and we don't even know it. What did we ever think? We have the wisdom to understand this spiritual world that we're trying to navigate. Listen, he says, heaven and earth is a witness against you that I, I have set. And it really started in, in the garden. It started in Genesis 3. When Adam and Eve disobeyed, two kingdoms became. I said before you, listen, he said, life and death. He said, I gave, I can Okay, let's go to John 10, 10. He said, Jesus said, I came to give you life. I could take every principle of the Old Testament and find you a principle in the New Testament. Why? Because the principles haven't changed. The Old Testament gives you the picture of it, the, 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 the story of it. The New Testament just lay out the principles. And what the Word of God is trying to say is, I'm trying to speak life into you. I'm speaking, I want you to make choices where you can walk in what I made you to be, where you can accomplish what I, what I called you, where you can walk in your destiny, your purpose, because you don't understand all that I got in you. Satan is trying to lower you. I'm trying to lift you. Satan's trying to kill you. I'm trying to heal you. Satan is trying to keep you down. I'm trying to lift you up. Yes. And all of us stand in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the fort of decision. And all of us got areas in our life where we haven't allowed Jesus to become Lord. And we wonder why we're in the shape that, that. have you killed some things that God wanted alive in your life? Because, I mean, he, he just, God just breaks it down. He says, he says, I come, Jesus said, I come that they may have life more. But listen, the Old Testament gave the word. Jesus in the New Testament is the word wrapped up in flesh. He says in John 6, 62, he says, the words that I speak, they are life. That your flesh wants to be teased, but I didn't come to tease your flesh. I came to speak to your spirit. See, Satan's going to tease your flesh because he works in that realm. He works in the feeling realm. He works in the self-gratification realm. He works in the ego and pride realm. And, and And he'll have us thinking that we're all that. And what God does is say, wait a minute, when that, when that is more important than me taking you what I made you to walk in, then the outcome you get is not what I had for you. What he's saying to Adam and Eve is, I know the outcome of your decisions. And your decision has ushered in what I never had in mind. Now I have come, and I have come to set you free from the darkness that you allowed in. I will restore, I will heal, 
I will do whatever it takes to get you where you need to be. But you got to trust my heart towards you. Got another sermon to preach, so, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going to go as deep as I want to go. I got about five pages. I'm probably preaching one and a half. <laughs> okay. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. See, if, if our lives is under attack, and whether you know it or not, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Can, can I go a step deeper? In every area, it is. Hold on. And if you blame other people for what you say and do, and then the truth of the matter is you're not taking authority over what God is giving you. At some point, the buck stops with you, with me. I mean, I can use all the excuses in the world. Those folks get on my last nerve. But guess what? I have no control any over anybody else. I got control over. Well, let me tap in. Can, can, I, can I tap into this? Why? Because you got to know this so you can teach it to your children. You got to know this because this is the world your grandchildren being born in. And if, and if we don't equip them, you know, we, we know, I love the fact that we're trying to get them ready for college. I love the fact we're trying to give them knowledge. But you better get them ready for the spiritual world that they're living in, that they know how to make spiritual decisions, that they say, like Proverbs said, that in all my understanding, I acknowledge you, Lord, because the truth of the matter is, I don't know what I'm doing. Lord, I acknowledge, I rely on, I depend on. Lord, I call you. Lord, I'm leaning. Because, Lord, when, when I do it myself, and what, and what we don't know is this. When I come up and do it myself, I have now moved out of the covering of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit does not aside down Satan. Oh, yes, sir. Let me show you Samson again. Let me show you Samson again. He goes to one, go to another one. He gets set up with Delilah. What I don't understand is this. Delilah seven times was trying to find the secret. And each time she had the Philistine soldiers outside of the tent. He did know. Hold on. It's a, it's a tent, not a house. But you know what he was betting on? They can't beat me. Get me. Get me. Oh, he wasn't afraid. He was Samson. He had the anointing of God on him. It's not like he didn't know what she was up to. He was just casually walking in what God had given him and taking for granted 
that, that, that what he always had will always be there regardless what he does. And when you take the blessings of God for granted, God's going to remove it. Then when you want it, it won't be there for you to get it. Seven times until she wore him out and he tells his secret and now he gets up and he doesn't even know that the anointing has departed from him. And it all has to do with choice after choice after choice. And it, and it didn't begin with Delilah. It began way back. And what he was, it made him a habit. And because he didn't see the effects of it, it the first time, he didn't realize there was like sandpaper. What's this, what's this, what's this? So that means then that every choice we make, there's some, there's, a, there's either increase or decrease. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every choice I make is either getting me closer to my purpose or farther away from my purpose. Every choice I make, I'm either entering in the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. Listen, sa- save, save. Save, save, but, but yet I'm not operating in full power because the choices I'm making, I'm swinging between kingdoms. Because sometimes waiting on God, I, I want it right now. See, God's trying to process me. See, God's trying to get me that when I get there, I'm ready for what he has for me. But Satan said, I don't have to wait. I can have it right now. Hold on. And since the world is doing it, I feel like. I said, he got the world. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conform to this world, this kingdom, but be transformed by the renewal. Are we killing ourselves? Uh, What we've been blaming Satan for, am I the culprit? Have I, have I took for granted because I always obey him in the big things, but, but there's, there's the little things that we just keep on, yes, keep on. Yes, and Russ says, and, and Satan is a mastermind. Yes, yes, and for the Christian, not that he got power over you, he got deception. Be not conformed to this world, this age, the fashion and adapt to its externals, superficial customs. Oh, shut your mouth. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your notice. I said, my spirit's already not. Guess what? I got to change my mind. I got to change my mind on how I make my choices. You got to change your mind on how you make your choices. 
amen, by its new ideas, by its new attitude, so that you may approve for yourself what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me go to um, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. And we're out of here. Let me run through this real quick. Do not be drunk with much wine. You know, it don't have to be wine. You can be drunk with anything. <laughs> just drunk. Just, just out of control. Just, it done took over. You know, you don't feel good unless, unless I'm on my way to. You name the store. Listen, you have made it a priority of your life, but it has cheapened your life. Yes, sir. Yes, it says, drink the Spirit of God. Amen. Not grieve the Spirit, but be full, get drunk, get under the influence of the Holy Spirit. What it would do would produce songs, singing songs from your heart to Christ, sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Oh, there's drinking songs? 99 bottles of beer on the wall. There's 99 bottles of beer. <laughs> what type of song? Yeah. Song praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God, the Father, in the name of Jesus. Verse 21, I'm going to bring it up. And it, though it's linked here, it's really begin to say about marriage. Because most of what we've been talking about, been talking about, but you can't, when I talk about marriage, you cannot talk about marriage without talking about Christ. Marriage is a holy covenant. It is not an institution. It's a covenant between Christ, that man, and that woman. It's a three-person covenant. It starts here because if Christ is not the center point of the marriage, then we have allowed Satan to come in and take over. Oh, yes, sir. See, 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 look what it says. It says, out of respect, but what it says is out of fear. King James says, out of the fear of Christ. Knowing that you have made this, this covenant agreement with the Lord, and he is the glue, he's the center point, he's the everything. He said, he said now that you got that right, now you can reverence one another. Amen. You know what this tells me? That when the attitude in the marriage is not Christ as the center. I, when I walk into a marriage counseling, and, and we're talking about counseling of a marriage that, that people call men, I'm, I'm not looking at who did, did the man do the female right. I'm not looking at the female did the man right. You know, I work on that. Who's out of position with Christ? Because any art against one another becomes out of position with Christ. Because oh, yes, if you're in right position with Christ, then you won't do the other one wrong. See, when we don't, when we take 
the Lord out of anything. Y'all don't hear me. When you take the Lord out of anything, Satan steps in and take over. If you don't take the Lord to work with you, if you don't take the Lord to school with you, listen, listen, I know you work with some heathens, but you be the light on the job. He set you there to be the light. He didn't send you there to act like them or to have some friends. If you find some Christian friends, that's fine. But you sit there, do your work, make sure that Jesus is with you, and you let your light shine. But you know, that's our calling. We think it's about us. And it's really about him. Oh. And when you allow it to be about him, and then, then he would dictate your ups, your downs, your ins, your outs. Matter of fact, all H-E-L-L can be breaking loose and you don't have to lose your peace. Folks can be acting. <laughs> okay, I just got a question. Is there anybody that works in a place where hellions run into the place? Let me ask some question. Can't you keep your peace? Can't you keep your joy? Can't you keep your integrity? When you create a space where Jesus is Lord, he begin to control the atmosphere. Folks begin to act better all around you because when you step in, Jesus steps in. <laughs> Listen, do you think he called you and then give you power to take over? He said, what's this? The Great Commission said, I have all power and authority. Therefore, go. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. I have, as your Lord and as your Savior, Jesus saying, he has all power and authority. And what he's really saying is, and I am now dispensing and delegating power to you. So since I'm your Lord and Savior, I now crown you with power and authority. So now, go, 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 go. You know, I'm fascinated with these houses that now got chickens. I guess I just don't get it. I can see some dogs, I, I can see that. I don't really like cats. 
But I never thought of chickens. But it's this one house that has these two Doberman pinchers. And they remind me of, remember the Doberman gang? They remind me of that. One of them is black and red, the other one is tan. And, 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 and it's a male and female. And I, I used to drive by and see them in the backyard. But instead of the Dobermans, they now got chickens. Some big chickens. Some fancy looking chickens. Matter of fact, I'm scared of these chickens, they so big. But I recently, you know, I, I was just peeping on them, you know, I was just, I was just seeing what they was doing. I wait till it's zero degrees and sit the outside. But recently I drove by just to see what they was doing. And someone has this, this big, I guess it's a branch off the tree and it comes on the ground and it stands and the, the end of it stands up about four feet. And every time I drive by, there's one chicken. And sometimes it's a different chicken. I know because of the color. And it's standing at the top of this stick, looking down on the other chickens. I guess it's saying, I'm the big chicken in the coop. I don't know. Okay, you know, and I said, I wonder what's going on in that chicken mouth. And it gets at the highest point, and it's like the king of the stick. You know, and the rest of them are gathered around, but it's standing there. But you know what I realized? I'm thinking, poor chicken. Because that's the highest you can go. Uh You can't fly. Uh And maybe you wish you could, Uh but you a chicken. And and you standing up above the rest of the chicken, but you still a chicken. (laughs) Then the thought hit me. Some of us as Christians who are eagles. Instead of spreading our wings and flying, we're getting at the highest point, looking down at others, saying, I'm bigger than you. (laughs) But wait a minute. The Lord said he came to set us free. The Lord said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. The thing is, you don't have to stay down with the chickens. You can rise up with the eagles. There's a higher level of knowing him. And it's in our choosing. It's in our choice. Listen, you have no idea what God has for you. You have no idea what God want to do through you. But you got to come to the place where you say, Lord, 
I'm going to systematically give you every area in my life. Help me to bring everything under your hand of blessing. You said that you came to give me life. Lord, I'm tired of death. I'm tired of cursed stuff. I'm tired of a cursed attitude. I'm tired of hanging around with chickens. Today, Lord, I'm an eagle. Today, Lord, today, Lord, today, Lord, I'm gonna stretch my wing and fly. Today, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Today, Lord, the Holy Spirit take control. Today, Lord, not my will, but your will. Today, Lord, today, Lord, there'll be some eagles up in here. There'll be some eagles up here. Stretch your spiritual wings and fly. 